Hello there, and welcome to episode number one of the Port AD podcast. Port AD is the South Wales web conference that I run, and tickets for the May the 10th event are zipping out the door, so if you want to come to that, please get a move on. Check out the website at portadevents.co.uk for all the speaker info, etc. Okay, back to the podcast. We're kicking things off with a really lovely guest from the States, Sarah Bray. Now, Sarah runs a fascinating company in Virginia, which started off as a web design company, but then just sort of changed into so much more than that. Okay, apologies for my general dullness in this podcast. No comments, please, but I did have a stinking head cold at the time. Oh, and sorry about those Skype sound notification thingies. I must get those turned off. Okay, without further ado, Sarah Bray. Cool. Okay, well, first things first, is it Sarah or Sarah? Because I listened to the Freelance Jam podcast again today, and I just couldn't tell. I think they were using both, so I thought, I want to get that straight from day one. Is it Sarah Bray or Sarah? Sarah, 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 yeah. Perfect. I didn't I didn't want to spend the whole podcast getting your name wrong. That would be just really annoying, I think. <laughs> well, cool. well, and I probably wouldn't say anything. That's the funny part. I'd probably just be like, oh, yeah, that's my name. <laughs> Yeah, then then I'd realise later on I'd be completely mortified. <laughs> no, they would just say that's just his accent. <laughs> well, that's that's very forgiving of you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> well, look, thanks very much for coming on here uh, today. Because um, I f- I first came across you on that freelance jam podcast. Now that's a while ago now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I don't I- have very uh, good time. You know awareness <laughs> but a while ago is about right <laughs> well what was it uh, 2011 november or something like that was it even earlier was it? i'm not sure all right yeah i think yeah. it was but yeah i mean i i still have a question then because it's really interesting those whole freelance jam podcasts um i like to listen to podcasts where we where we can hear about what technology and stuff people are using but it's also really interesting to find out what business journey people are going on and certainly some of the things which you were talking about really rang a bell with me. I, I love the way you were talking about web strategy and I, I love the way you were talking about, you know, building things that um, the client may not have been expecting in the beginning. That really rings bells for me because otherwise what we do in websites, etc., is thought of as prescriptive, but it's it's very much a process, yeah? It is. It absolutely is, yeah. And uh, that was really just uh, music to my ears because, I mean, like in in my business, I'd say our business, but I think you've you know you've taken it on with your with how your business has evolved, and we'll get on to that in in a moment. But this you can you can't throw a stick nowadays without hitting somebody who says they'll do a website for fifty quid or something like that. So I think you've really <laughs> got to position yourself in the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. It's true. I think everybody thinks it's um, it's easy. It's just like just put some colors together, find a a stock image or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. find a font that you like and just put it up. But you know, it's you can't um, now more than ever. People need to be able to feel that feeling that um, they need to feel connected to what you're doing, and um, you can't do that just by following a trend or or something like that. Which is why it was a real good breath fresher just to hear you talking about web strategy and something like that, which is a isn't which is a phrase which I use, but I don't hear a lot of other people talking about it. It's, and I think unless you talk about web strategy, um, you're sort of focusing in just on websites, and websites are just part of what you need to do to get your brand out there. Mm-hmm. It is, and it's usually at the end, not at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. You you need to do all that thinking up front, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you, then yep. you. Pr- produce like outputs like you know 
yeah, email marketing campaigns or social media campaigns or, or websites. But I think there was, I mean, I've been running my business for 10 years now. The first couple of years, I was like a, a contractor or a freelancer. And I just mm -hmm. reached, reached a point where I didn't want to do that anymore. But then I started up on my own. And, and I could hear a lot of similar pains with what you've been through on, on your business, where I think you said you had to discover how to become a better business person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and I think those are things which you're not necessarily equipped to do from day one. I mean, you. Well, I think you know you describe yourself as a bit of a, a bit of a nerd, bit a bit of a geek, and those skills come naturally to us. But things like pricing and dealing with clients, I don't think they do quite so easily. Yeah. No, not at all. And you feel this, I don't know, this gut-wrenching thing in your stomach sometimes when you're talking about it. And, um, you know, for me, even now, I can um, justify my pricing and I can I can write about it all day long and feel confident. But if somebody says, how much does it cost? I still kind of find myself catching a little bit like, oh, well, you know, uh, did you read it? <laughs> Yeah. Did you read the page? Why don't you go read the page? Yeah. Because I'm going to sound like an idiot if I talk yeah. about it. <laughs> Why don't you, yes, read the carefully prepared text, which I sat down and explained it much better than, than I can on the fly. No, because, I mean, it, it's a tricky thing, isn't it? Because things like digital products in any way, they're, it's it's hard to say what the price is. I mean, the price is obviously your time, but then the price is the value to the client. Right. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. And also, what are you producing? In the beginning, you don't actually know. They may know what they think that they want, but they don't know what they really need. And so you've kind of got to go backwards several steps and, and figure that out first. And um, a lot of people, you know, they don't want to hear that. No, <laughs> it's they, like, well, no, they no, don't, I, do they? I do know what I want, yeah. but, you know. And they just, hear, they just want to hear a fixed price and sort of, well, you know, how can I give you a fixed price? And because we're going to start the journey and then we're not going to know what direction we're going to go. And sort of it's, how are you going to get there? It's, it's, a, it's a real strange one, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. And there's so many different ways to do it that you kind of have to find your right way, the way that works with your process and helps you to do your best work for people. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a tough one. <laughs> um, I got one of your quotes here and I thought, and again, this was something which um, really rang a bell on me. Uh, one of my biggest ongoing strategic goals is to create a work life that feels natural and effortless. I want not only the outcomes of my work to be wonderful, but I want the process to fill me with ever-increasing amounts of joy. And I think that's a really lovely thing to say because, I mean, this isn't just work, is it? No, no. <laughs> it can't be. <laughs> it can't be, can it? It cannot, this cannot just be something I do. I gotta, I gotta hate it and then come home and then kiss my kids and forget about work. It can't be that, can it? No, not at all, because it is so much part of life, and it's very hard to not have, you know, thoughts in the shower about it, and it, it seeps into the rest of, of your life, so if, yeah, if it's done done in a way that you can't stand it, then, um, yeah, it's pretty, it, it seeps into everything else. Yeah, great, so, I mean, that's the point, I mean, if it seeps into everything, it may as well be a pleasant seep, isn't it? it may as well be a, a nice <laughs> intruder. Right. Yeah. I'm, just, exactly. I, I, I'm just wondering because you said that I mean have had you I'm not expecting you to name names or anything like that but did you sort of work in a job once or or, or with clients and it was just really grinding you down and you sort of drew a line in the sand and said no more or was it something which just sort of naturally came to you well I in the beginning um after growing my my 
you know, personal design work. And I've thought, oh, I, I need to have a studio. I have way more work than I can handle. And I'm doing very well. And I can afford to hire people. And, um, and I just thought that was the natural progression to, to hire people to help you. Uh -huh. And so I started to do that. And um, it just got worse. <laughs> it right. got worse and worse and uh it um got to the point where it was like well you know i'm just i'm getting i'm having to get more and more clients to pay more and more people and um it's just not worth it it just didn't feel like me it didn't feel like this is the way that i'm really supposed to be working and now when i work with people it's a different relationship it's not like i'm working with someone so that they can help me do my job better it's so that they can fulfill a role that i don't feel as well it's a different way of thinking but they're taking complete ownership over their part of the process they've already become masters at that thing and that's what they do and so we can work together really well because i have respect for their work and they have respect for my work and so I prefer working that way. But I think, yeah, it was after, I think there was this point where I realized I was making $250,000 a year. And still, I had this feeling like, I, it's just a little bit further away. <laughs> it's right. just further away. I'm going to be really, really set. And I just, it dawned on me. I can't, you know, that's, that's impossible. I'm making this much money and I, it's still farther away. Yeah. There has to be something different. So I think that that was the moment when I realized after doing my taxes that year, I was like, oh my goodness, I've got to change something. I have to change how I'm doing this. So that's when I decided to change, sort of change everything, change my, um, my business, change, change what I was producing before it was, I was producing, um, websites. Uh-huh. Um, with a little bit of content strategy at the beginning because I, that was sort of like an add-on service because content strategy is something that I'm really, really, really good at. And um, I wanted to to design the sites around the content. So that that's sort of what I was doing before. And then I decided, you know what, I really hate it when they leave and I don't really hear from them again until they need a new website and then they tell me everything they want to change about it. What I want is to see people, I want us to start from the beginning and I want us to create something that matters and I want to get us to the next step and I want to grow this. I want to grow a community around it and I want to be there throughout the growth process. And um, so that's when I started thinking, I, what I really want to do is build a nation. Hmm. Want to do? I want to build a nation where you're not telling people, "Come look at my thing." They believe in what you're doing, and so they're they're kind of like patriots. Not necessarily for your product. I mean, nobody's really a patriot for a product, but for what you're doing, for what your um, company stands for, for what your organization does. They believe in it, and they they need it, and they are willing to. Um, to not have to be pandered to all the time, but you're treating them as intelligent people. And I don't know, it's just, that's where this whole idea came from. No, and I think it's a great idea, totally. I mean, I'll put all the links in the show notes. I think what I like about it is that, and correct me if I'm wrong, what on the website, it doesn't talk about websites or email marketing or lists or anything like that, because from what I can see, it's that's, those are just the, the tools which you may use on part of the journey. Right, yeah. Exactly. So you're much more interested in how you help the clients. And with it, because it is like, it's a smallnation.com, yeah? 
Mm-hmm. So it's yes. almost like you've created your own language and your own, the whole metaphor was there just to sort of set the framework out for the potential clients. And I think that's lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when people are, um, <laughs> when they're contacting us, it, we've kind of put them in the mindset that they're sort of like, you know, Mel Gibson, you know, trying <laughs> trying to say, all right, will you fight with me? <laughs> you know, right, yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and that's kind of the way we want it because we want the people who are starting this to believe in it, not just to think, how can I make money? How can I do something that mm. gives me the easiest lifestyle that you know, but how, how can I do this thing? How can I accomplish what we call it a great good? How can I do this in the world? And for as many people as I can, or as deeply as I can, or as well as I can. And, um, so that's what I want to do. And I think there's a lot of other people that, that want to build something that really matters to them. Yeah, completely. I mean, I, what, what I really like is that obviously with a lot of creative agencies that Etc. They're very good at solving problems for the clients, but they're not always good at solving it for themselves. And I think mm-hmm. you, can, you can't cast a stone without seeing many web design companies and they've got, you know, we do websites and that's how they lay out their products and services. But I think you, know, you guys, and we'll get, we'll get on to how many people you are uh, uh, later on, really thought hard about how you're going to sort of set your stall out. And it was almost sort of, you were, you were very good at looking at how you want to offer your services to to the world and put that in a language which means something to your audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's really cool. I mean, you must have spent a lot of time. I mean, did you have you got like a really clear vision of who your target audience is? Well, it's people who want to, to make big things happen. And most of the time, well, we imagined that they'd be people who had you know, a budget to work with. That's always good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But the people that I really built my web design business around and the people who I talk to all the time, um, that whole big giant vision that we have for them is sometimes a whole, it's a gigantic pill to swallow. So we're, we do um, put the the big long term. This is what we're building thing out there, but we're also doing um, smaller projects now that are okay. What's the next step that we can do within this um, time frame? Right. And, so you try and lay out a roadmap oh, for clients. Then is it? What was that? Sorry, I was saying. So you do do you try to lay out a roadmap for clients and then gradually build things as uh, as it sort of unfolds? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but we're evolving too because, you know, that was one of the problems that we saw in the beginning was, well, you know, we have this big vision, but it, it's ridiculously, I mean, for for certain companies, it's not expensive at all. But for the people that we like to work with, when you <clears> said, <throat> who are you vi- visualizing in your head, these are people who are very, very passionate and they've achieved a certain level of success, but they they may not have achieved this thing where they have this huge marketing budget and all of this stuff. Yeah. And but we still we want to work with those people because they are us. <laughs> they are us, and that's who you know I and care you, about. And you with. know you can help them, yeah. Right, exactly. And um, I, for me, I, I need to be able to see results. I have to, and so um, sometimes investing this great big amount of money for this big long vision, it takes a long time to see the results. So when we sort of break that down into smaller things we can see results faster and maybe they're smaller but there's a faster return and so that we can just keep building it yeah that makes a lot of sense and i was looking on the site and um 
The um the the Lightroom is that like been an eleven month project so far? Is it or? Um yeah, it's well, and now it's twelve. But wow. yes, um it, we're still working on it. I mean, we have right now we have so much of the 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 brand and the strategy and all of that worked in um but the product is still being developed because it's um a, a curriculum that is going to be delivered online and that's taking a long time but um but yeah it's it's so wonderful and already um Tracy she's been on a radio show that reaches a lot of people and those people have been um just incredibly they are patriots you know what i mean they right. they have heard this uh, this message they realize this is their this is for them and for other people and they want to grab hold of it and do something with it and so we're kind of feeling that pressure of like okay well we want to give them the next thing then <laughs> right yeah so, they're, so, but, they're no, eager, so you may as well, you know, you, what is the next service which which you provide, which is part of the big vision, then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's fun though to see it um, happen and to see people <clears throat> sending in their stories and things, um, because so many marketing efforts, it's like you you make it look as flashy as you can, and you you try to sort of get people to look and this is a little bit different because it's more like pulling them like they can't help it because it's something that they really are drawn to. So, yeah. <laughs> How do you convince a client to embark on an 11 or 12 month project? Or isn't it like that? It's sort of, this is how we're starting and this is how it's going to move. It'll be back to the sort of the, the roadmap, is it? Oh man. Well, I mean, we have laid out what our process can look like but it doesn't look like that in real life because every project is so different yeah um, I don't know about convincing anyone I'm not a convincer I don't <laughs> want to convince somebody to to do something that's not right for them or that they're not ready for but um, it's definitely taking a lot of time and talking to people about okay well what could we feasibly do and what have we done in the past you know I can say well you know I've I've sold a class like this and on the launch the class brought in $25,000 with this um, amount of a mailing list and this level of loyalty. Is that worth it to you to embark on this? You know, yeah. I know this will work because we've done it before. Um, other things, you know, certain projects I can't work on because I don't know. And so I have to just be like, well, I, I've never done that before. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know these people. So we'd have to do a lot of research into who they are so that I can really understand them. But um, so that's a little bit harder. I haven't yet succeeded at that, but I have, yeah. <laughs> I have been able to talk about what we've done in the past and what I know that we can do. So we just start there and if yeah. it's right, it is, you know? And ultimately, I mean, the client's got to have faith in you and got to have trust in you and want to work with you then. Right. And for me, I, I honestly, I have a lot of different um, ways, income streams. And for, for me, I want a small nation to be supported in other ways where we're not desperate for clients. No. Because I feel like it's a conflict of interest if I'm desperate for clients and I'm trying to get this client and I'm asking them to lay, you know, thirty to $50,000 down for this process um, right in the beginning 
it just doesn't feel right. So yeah, you want to be convincing them, or not, you know, not for convincing is the wrong word, but you want to be speaking to them from a p- position of, of I look, I don't have to have your serve, your, I don't have to win this work. We're going to work out together whether it's the right thing for you. Right, exactly. And for me right now, even our pricing doesn't reflect the incredible amount of work that we're doing, but I want to build nations. I mean, our pricing is lower than what we are actually doing for them. But that my goal for this right now is not to to make a whole lot of money. It's to build nations and to have a proven proven track record of results. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Because you, because obviously you've got some other services on there. There's the sort of the learn to use digital uh, design, photography, and video to make um, you, your nation. So are those sort of more like your low hanging fruit, which helps get the message out there and gets people to sort of sample your services before perhaps they take the, the next step? Yes, that is one of them. And also, I'm um, I personally have um, different things that I'm doing. I've got. Um, this thing called the Tour de Bliss. That yeah, I saw that. That's on your personal site, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm, exactly. And so I, I have different things that that support it. Um, I've had, you know, hot dates with your website, which yeah, is a- I, I heard about that on Freelance and that sounded such a great idea. Yeah, yeah, and done gold digging excursions, <laughs> finding the profit potential in your website. You know, things like that that help um, to keep everything running so that I don't have to, I'm not desperate for clients. I really want to work with people who, um, who they really understand it and um, who, who it's right for them. So I'm not trying to convince everyone. So. No, that's cool. I answer. I mean, I'm not sure if that's the right phrase for it, but um, <laughs> one to many products. I mean, th- those kind of things, you're sort of trying to introduce those just sort of, so you can choose which, uh, bespoke projects you work on better yeah is that would that be a good right. way of saying it yeah yeah I think so you say it better than I do <laughs> <laughs> well that's not bad because I mean I've got a, a stinking cold as well so I'm not I'm not expecting sympathy <laughs> but uh, no, I, no I really like that because I mean otherwise you could just be chasing projects all the time and you've got to be thinking other, of other ways of how to offer your services so let, let's just go back to that um that hot date one again. Could you explain that one? Because um, it's touched upon in the other podcast, but I think it's so interesting that we may as well just have a, a quick chat, chat about now. <laughs> sure. Um, well, hot dates with your website is based on the fact that a lot of times as a web designer, you do a website for someone and it's wonderful and it just dies. I actually, you know, somehow there's something wasn't right in the content strategy. We're actually dealing right that now with that with a small nation. It's the content strategy isn't quite working for us, so we're reworking it. Right. But it's something that um, draws people into their websites, to having a relationship with their websites so that they um, are working on it every week and that it doesn't feel like a drag. It feels good. <laughs> it's fun. And they get a date with their website every week. <laughs> and it's just simple and it's fun and it's make sure your website stays up to date and that you're um, you're writing things that are compelling and that are actually helping to sell your services rather than draw your competitors to you, which is something that web designers do a lot, you know we draw our competitors to us and craftspeople of all kinds because we want to talk about our process. And then who wants to hear about our process? Not necessarily our customers, but our competitors do, which is fine. I don't really believe that competition, you know, I'm not worried about competition, but you know, you want to draw, you want to draw clients, you want to draw customers to you. So 
anyway yeah it's just a simple um fun fun thing and um the the person that is going on a, your web your website's name is mo yeah yeah i remember that now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Short for momentum, and um, <laughs> he's really cute, and he um, goes out with you, and he schmoozes you, and treats you right. So, <laughs> so from a client's perspective, it, it's sort of they would get like a weekly email or or a few other mm -hmm. things just to sort of take them along a journey. Then, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. I I just think that's such a nice way of offering a service which I suppose other places might say we'll give you a, a website report or something along those lines. And it's just, you know, that's just so um, robotic. And again, I think it's going to scare people because they don't want to speak that language. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They want to speak yeah, it. Yeah. And also with, with online curriculum, this is something that I've learned a lot in doing the tour, especially and, and the hot dates with your website is it's, it's very difficult, even with extremely compelling content to people, to keep people engaged for a long time, for, you know, consistently a long time. Once they ignore one of your emails, yeah. they're going to ignore the next one and the next one and the next one. And then it's like, it's just a downhill spiral. So one of the challenges for that is how to keep people opening your emails, how to keep, even if they paid for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Them engaged and how to keep them working on it. So that's something that I'm constantly, constantly working through. Because yeah, paying for the product is one thing, but coming out the other end, enthusing about it is, is another. Because I'm, because I'm, I'm sure you'll mention it as well that uh, anything about word of mouth and referral is is got to be key. Right, it's true. But also, I don't know. I think there's something that artists and creative people have in them that makes them crazy i don't know maybe it's just me i think that it's a lot of creative people though that if people aren't using your work even if they're buying it and they're talking about it you just feel this oh no it's not doing what i said it would <laughs> it's not doing what i wanted it to do so it's got to be better and yeah. a lot of times i have a tendency to just burn things and not do them ever again because i'm just like oh no that that wasn't good enough i'm going to try something else and it's it's going to solve all the problems and then you know, it it doesn't either, but <laughs> but you but you learn something else and you and you move forward with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, uh, there's another one of your quotes here, which again rang a bell me. How how do I make my service or offering so compelling that people want to buy it and talk about it without me asking them to? And I think that's really the heart of it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that um, we often feel like we have to do things a certain way and talk about our stuff a certain way on, on Facebook and Twitter. You know, either we have to talk about it all the time or we have to talk about it in kind of a tricky way where people don't know we're talking about it. But I, I don't know. I just think that when we talk about our own work, it isn't very effective most of the time. And um, so there has to be a way that people are so moved by it or so uh, surprised by something that they they talk about it just because they can't help it and um yeah because we trust other people a lot more than we would trust the person who made it because yeah they like it of course they do <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that comes down to sort of you know, you you do it with your content strategy but a lot of it is the authenticity and allowing your personality to come out as as well yeah i think like you, you mentioned before not saying we when you mean I, it's sort of allow that truth to come out, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. But another thing, and I don't know, I don't know if it's just people in our sort of web bubble getting more cynical about it, or maybe I am, but it seems like 
it's it's harder even to trust that. It's harder even to trust that um, people saying things about other products, you know, because somebody will say, this is the best link I've yeah. ever seen. And you click on it and you're like, wow, this is not very impressive. And so you stop, stop believing anything that anybody says. So I think you kind of have to become the type of person that doesn't talk about things unless they really are amazing. Um, I don't know. That's just something that I... I've found is that there's so much, um, there's just so much talking about things and it really must be truly great before I say anything about it because I don't want people to think that, um, you know. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> but, but you've got to be comfortable talking about your services or your products anyway. I mean, it can't be an uncomfortable conversation because people pick up on that. It's gotta be a natural thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You've got to be enthusiastic about it. You've got to love it. And, and just, you know, when you start talking about it, you light up and everybody s picks up on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because because you get into your zone then, don't you? You get, you get into your um, verve about it. And uh, and th that kind of enthusiasm is always um, infectious, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it totally is. That's why I'm always trying to... to I, I made this little resource, um, Water Your Enthusiasm. All right. And um, it's basically for me, it's basically trying to find, um, different things that will make me enthusiastic about the thing I need to be enthusiastic about. <laughs> right. Because for me, it's so hard to switch tracks sometimes, but, um, but yeah, enthusiasm is so, so much a part of, of what we do. And it's funny because at the beginning of project, it's so easy to be enthusiastic about it, but after you've been working on it for six months or eight months, and you don't have that um, naivety about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lost it. Then you have to somehow reignite that in yourself or you're doing a disservice to whoever you're working with or your customers or whoever it is that it's made for. So that's always important to me too. Yeah, and I suppose you end up doing a disservice to yourself because you're not enjoying it so much then as well. And right. you're not, not going to be doing your best work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Exactly. Just go, just going back to that personality thing a second. Um, there was something I was looking at on your website which I really, really liked. There was the um, discover your national identity page. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I think that's such a a quirky and interesting way to lay out what you, what you can do for people. It's I mean, I'll, 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 it's hard to explain on on the podcast, but obviously there's a there's a conversation going on there. But there's so much personality which um, exudes out of that. I think it just um, your potential clients who see that page, they either think this is a load of junk. I don't understand it. And, and in which case, those people, you, you were never going to work with anyway. Or, right. do you know what I mean? Or, yes. or, or, the, or the people who you're really trying to reach will see that and they will, it'll just press their buttons, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Well, we have to be honest about it. And it's funny because, you know, on the page, there's the three of us who, who created it talking back and forth to each yeah. other. We are sort of personas that we take on. They really are us you know sort of caricatures of us and um why are you so wearing a bonaparte hat in there is there some sort of subliminal message going on in there is that <laughs> <laughs> well for the first um boss's day um everyone got me all of this nation stuff and one of them was a hat i even have a hat stand sitting next to me right now with with my hat <laughs> and uh yeah and i i wear that occasionally <laughs> <laughs> well, when you feel in the mood to do it is it <laughs> yes yes it makes me feel good um but yeah it's fun to go out on photo shoots and that people think that we're like um period 
costumes because everybody has their own their own person you know Julianne she's kind of like the creative artsy um I'm the strategic you know I, right. I have that the commander the, yeah yeah I have the fun side of me but if you really know me I don't do anything without absolutely knowing why it has to have a purpose I won't do it if it doesn't have a purpose because I can't stand I can't stand it but uh, but uh, so, so you're a planner then yeah uh, I don't know I'm weird I <laughs> you don't plan but it has to have a purpose yeah 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 I don't plan I I'm rebellious I'm very rebellious <laughs> against my own self so I have to trick myself into doing things that are good for me but I am very purposeful and um but Julianne you know that she will go to sleep if you talk to her about content strategy she kind of get around her and you kind of feel like strategy ruins it but for me strategy makes it worthwhile and it makes it fun and I get very excited and then Jeff he's like philosopher it's like what's the meaning behind this oh, what right. is its purpose you know and so <laughs> we're all so different and so, then, uh, so what is this i mean i don't want to get uh, into, the, into the personal structure of the, of, of the business but i mean I, I am interested in the fact that you know you went from the, the your old company into this one so are, are these employees or are they are they freelancers or do they have their own is there a different sort of um company status over in the states i mean how is it different than before which perhaps makes you happier and freer to to do what you want to do Yes, they're not employees. We're we're more like we're more like partners in different ways. We um we work together on the things that um excite each of us and that we are the best at. Right. And um before it was, you know, it was me, the head honcho and all the employees and the traditional management structure and um I just realized I can't I can't really manage people. I can lead people who can lead themselves, which maybe means that I'm not a good leader. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, or maybe but, it means that you don't like that little part and there's nothing wrong to only want to concentrate on the bits which you enjoy. Right, yes. I want people who are passionate about it as much as I am. I don't want to work with anybody that I have to convince and cheerlead. I need them to know their work really well. I need them to do their work really well without yeah. prompting. I'm I'm not a manager. I think that's what it is. And I just don't like all of that. And um so that's why everyone is sort of they're they're patriots for this this cause of um yeah. It's got its cause in its own right. So, so with right. a small nation, um, different people would be in involved on a project depending on the particular needs of it. Then, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Well, that certainly makes a lot of sense. And in fairness, that's that's how many companies operate anyway. But um, I think, you know, when you've got um, a smaller outfit, then you. Mm. I mean, like I, I sort of do it because I, I use. I mean, there's only me in, in my company, but I use freelancers and there's associates. But you just bring on the be the best the best of breed skills when you need to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that certainly makes a lot of sense. But uh, yeah, I just love the opening of this page, and I, 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 I will put the link on the um on the show notes. But it's great. Is that Julianne on the page as well? Is it? Yes, <laughs> yes, Julianne and on the, and I believe um we might have the crybaby on there as well. Oh, Jennifer. oh, is that further down? Is it? Oh, okay. I don't know. No, maybe not. She's in the she's in the course. Um, but she's the. Oh, she is. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, this is so terrible. I'm probably misrepresenting my nation as we speak. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and and that's because she doesn't know. You know, she kind of feels like she's um, plopped in the middle of a big ocean, and we're all talking about things that she's like, "What? 
I don't even know this whole web world that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. So um, it kind of re it reflects her as well because she's learning and it is scary. It is, yeah. I mean, but I I think there's something subtle which goes on in in the beginning which I really like. So it's Julianne saying hello, welcome to the official sales page of Discover Your National Identity. Learn uh, learn to use uh, design photography. Oh, and then you jump in with you're not supposed to say it's a sales page. Julian says, why not? Because you just don't. Who wants to read a sales page? And it goes on like that. And I think that's really, that again, touches at the heart of it, that none of us want to feel like pushy salespeople. No, no. And the people that I want to work with are intelligent. Yeah. I feel like everybody thinks that their customers aren't going to notice them trying to be all shiny and yeah. perfect. And they do notice. I mean, at least the customers that I want, the clients that I want do notice that. And they, they would appreciate being felt of as intelligent beings, as peers in this earth that we inhabit, yeah. rather than underlings. They got to be know. treated with respect. I mean, just right. because some websites can get away with those sort of horrible squeeze info pages, which bullet points, and then there's a pop up saying the and deal. And it works. <laughs> just because it might work for some people, doesn't make it right, does it? I don't know. No, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't make it right for me. No. But yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I can't stand to be talked to that way. I can't stand. I can't stand to be talked to like I don't know what's going on. I don't know why you're using a highlighter there. I don't know why you have 12,000 testimonials. I mean, I think proof is important, but, um, you know, it it is. Maybe you can seek that out in a different way that feels right to you. You know. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I want to go home and feel like I've done a good job. I don't want to feel like yeah. I've I foisted a service on somebody who didn't really need it. Yes, there might have been advanced sales techniques you can use to have converted that sale, but... Is that really what I wanted to do? Right. Yeah, exactly. And isn't that all it? It's what do I want to do? What do yeah. I want to accomplish? And rather than just doing what everyone says so that you can be, I don't know. I think a lot of people are unclear about what they want from something. And so that's why they kind of use all the tactics that they can and be as strategic as possible. But to me, st strategy is different. You know, strategy depends on a goal that's worth pursuing. And, um, so yeah, yeah I think and you've got to have those goals which are worth pursuing. I think when you first start out, certainly as a as a freelancer, you just take on whatever work you can. It's only with yes. experience do you realize that do you know what I don't want to do that anymore? Or, <laughs> or after a while, you realize that do you know what? There's certain clients I'm starting to see some traits here that I hate working under those circumstances, but there's some clients who I love. What is what is the difference there? And and understanding that is 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 important. But I think only experience gives you that. Yes. Yes, it's so true. It is only experience. You can't, you can't skip that part. As much as I wish I could come no, out with you, a course as to how, like, you can't, can you? start out completely new and know everything you need to know because it's a gut thing, right? You have oh, to learn yeah. intuition, yeah. and that's not something you can really teach. It's and it's funny. I think for years I tried to um, override my gut instinct. But mm -hmm. now I just go with it a lot of the times. I know, I know very quickly whether this is somebody who I can work with, somebody who we can have a good relationship, have, have, a, have a good laugh with, and they will believe me and I will believe in, believe in them, and then you can take them forward. Otherwise, you're just you're going against the grain for a, yeah. for a relationship, and who is going to enjoy that? Nobody. So can I ask you a question? You certainly can. So how do you deal with that when someone is just, they adore you, and you are thinking, oh my gosh, I can't, I, I don't think this is going to work. What do you say to them? <laughs> well, I don't know the situation I've had very, very often. I think uh, if, if we get along well, 
you know, then there's normally something that we can get done. I mean, it's, um, let's have a little think. Are you, are you talking from a point of view that you you don't see perhaps the validity in, in what they're trying to achieve or you're not buying into it or the, maybe, the, right. maybe, maybe, maybe there's a cost thing, is there? Um, n not the cost, but maybe what they're doing um, is something that you, you've, you're just not into or their personality is one of those personalities that you're just like, no, this isn't, this isn't going to work. You know, you know that they're going to be emailing you 25 times an hour, you know, that kind of thing. You just know it in the beginning when you talk to them and you know, it's not going to work. Or well, I mean, the easy cop out always is, is that you, you, your estimate goes in, which is 10 times what it normally is. Three hundred thousand dollars <laughs> for, for a landing page. Okay. <laughs> so, so if you do end up having to do it, <laughs> then it can pay the bills for a while. But um, no, I mean normally it's. I think I've been in my situation. People will work out quickly. That they don't want to work with me as as quickly as I don't want to work out with them because yeah, they'll understand that. You know, this is a process. I'm going to expect some work from you. I'm, I'm not speaking to them in that kind of sergeant major voice. I'm just, I'm just, gonna, I'm just, just talking to you about it. But, you don't uh, wear a hat. <laughs> I could do. That could be the way to do it. I could actually dress up as a drill sergeant, you know, and sort of take a leaf out of your book. But no, I mean, some people they they, they just want a website. They don't want any questions asked. They they, they think um, how much is a website is is a valid question which i suppose it is but to me it's like saying how much is a house or how much is right. something I, I can live in I, um just because i suppose you could answer those questions doesn't mean that i that i want to and if people find me evasive in that then they won't want to work with me if they understand when i'm talking about process i'm showing them what i've done for other people and how that was a journey and that and if that lights them up then that's good for both of us i i, I think yeah yeah no that's that's really good that sort of works for me anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Oh, cool. Um, it's just a question that I've been talking to with people that I, I know, and it's like, wow, we've been doing this for so long. How come we haven't figured this out yet? And it's just not ever easy to say no. I think for me it's it's not easy when you've done all of that and you feel like that there's still like – let's do this. And for me too, it's like I don't – if it's something that I don't know if I can achieve the goal. Yeah. You know, and it's like, well, I just really, I don't want you to spend that kind of money on this because I don't know if it's worth it. I don't know if it, this will sell, you know. No, exactly. And you don't want them to involve themselves in a 12-month project or something like that when, you know, it's there is a lot of effort in, in involved. And a part of you, I suppose, you don't want to be in charge of their business model. Right. Yeah, yeah. You but know, to an extent, you 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 have to feel like it's, it's it's going to work. I mean, you have to. Yeah, feel totally. You have to have had some sort of experience or some sort of successes that say, no, this works. I can. Otherwise, I can't do it. I just can't. I can't take somebody's money and not think it's going to work. Yeah, but there are no guarantees, are there? There's just there there's, aren't. There's certain true. things which you know you cannot. They're out, of, they're out of your control, and I think it's easy just to fall into the trap that, especially if you're taking on certainly by looks with what you're doing, it's gone way beyond web strategy that you are actually providing them with a business then. You're providing mm -hmm. them with online methods to make money. Yeah, yeah. So, it's... you know, you, so I, I, I think in your situation, you probably do have to be very choosy because, you know, you want it to be a success. This is People are involving a lot of time, they're involving a lot of money and a lot of good goodwill, and you want them to come out of that as um, amazing converts again of your nation. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, no, I, so I think it makes a lot, a lot of sense for you to be perhaps even more weary and filter the clients even more um, stronger than you would if, say, you were just producing a small, highly polished website, which is just going to sit on its own and not harm anybody. If it's part of a bigger picture or it's like a linchpin of the business, which you could argue all websites should be, then, yeah, I think quite rightly you want to be um, thinking about it harder. Yeah, yeah. That's the hardest part, I think, about it right yeah. now. <laughs> well, you know, you've—I think you've done well to rewrite the rules so far. So I think you just have to keep on plowing that direction. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's have a look there. Just there was a couple more little questions I wanted a little touch on. Oh yeah, pricing. This is always one which is interesting to, you know, your freelancers and the people running businesses like like me. Is it is it on hours you concentrate on a lot, or is it sort of? Obviously, internally, we price by hours, but we think about um, the value to, to the client. What sort of thoughts go through your head? Well, um, at the moment, we're working on, um, before we price out the whole thing, we have a two weeks together where we're, we're scoping it. And that's a flat rate for that scoping process and uh -huh. um so a lot of times the strategy and all of this other stuff comes out too during that process and we know um where we're going and so then we know what all the pieces are um we don't do hourly we um we get paid um per project right. and each person on the team gets paid as a project based fee that you know that they'll set and yeah. so we kind of have to gather all of that information and figure out what we're going to do and we give the whole the whole thing or we work with people um more short, short term based on okay we're going to work intensively for 2 weeks for 2 weeks of our time for this person this person this person it's this much and this is what I think we can achieve during those 2 weeks this is the most important thing right yeah. now and then anything else that's added on top of that is an is another benefit. And so that's a lot of the work that we're doing right now um, is just building on these um, two week and four week intensives, um, and just continuing to keep going as we have success after success. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure that if somebody's bought into you for for two weeks, that's a great two weeks for you to sort of uh, establish that trust and work out if you both want to sort of take it forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So with that, with that two weeks, I mean, uh, are you based on site with them or is it like a bit of, I suppose it depends where they are in the country. Is it um, a lot of online tools you use or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of online and um, yeah, it's, it's very intensive. I haven't worked with anyone locally here yet in this way, right? Um, but we definitely could. Um, and it depends on what they need too. Like um, if, if someone needs video production or something, then yeah. you know, they need people to go there um on location where they're at so it de it depends but um right now it is a lot of online collaboration um we use simple tools like Basecamp, and um yeah it works out really well cool well um look it's been 47 minutes i don't want to take up your your whole day here but i just wanted to end on two <laughs> things um you've got three three children yeah mm-hmm yeah so are you, are you homeschooling them, is it? Um, my husband and I are. Yes, we are. Wow, you must be, like, really busy then. How, um, do, you, how do you get time to do everything else as well as that? that that's Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've got two young kids and they just wear me out. So when I read that, I thought, <laughs> wow, you've got, you know, you've got a lot of energy. You, got, you must be, like, really sort of uh, efficient and uh, good with your time then. 
Ah, uh, well, that is one part of it is just time. Um, but it's also how we want to live. Yeah. We want to live a simple life. We want to live a life where like we're all um, together and the, the educational goals that we have for our family um, are difficult to achieve. Um, where we live in the public school system and we had done some private schooling stuff and that that wasn't um, didn't turn out to be what we wanted. And um, we want to be able to travel and take our kids places and and you know working the way that we do it's a shame if you can't take advantage of that <laughs> and yeah. so kind of felt like um, we want to be able to take advantage of it and so far we haven't yet I mean I am we are going to California next week which is nice and our kids will be um, here with their Nana um, but yeah we haven't taken them anywhere across country yet but we hope to soon so that's part of it <laughs> well that's cool well that sounds like you got your hands full um a lot there I, I did see on your website as well that um you like to read stories out and you're happy sometimes if you can read them out in a british accent what exactly is a british accent for do you, not do not tempt me you will <laughs> laugh <laughs> okay well look i've just skyped you a little message <laughs> no, this no, is... <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just I, I want to hear what this British accent is because so the, the text you were going to read is hi everyone don't forget to sign up to the Port 80 newsletter so you can get first dibs on the tickets <laughs> I, do you, would you like to try that with your British accent <laughs> oh my gosh you're going to think I sound like a hillbilly I don't know I was I was generally intrigued okay we... I'll, I'll try it okay okay it's probably going to be awful it. it is going to be awful let's just pretend that this never happened after sure happened. yeah 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 okay <laughs> Hi everyone, don't forget to sign up to the Poor Agent newsletter so you can get first tips on the tickets for the May event and to hear about upcoming local host events. <laughs> cool oh, blimey, up the apples and stairs. There was some sort of, there was some, <laughs> there was some sort of cockney in there somewhere, there I think. There was but... cockney. <laughs> so much Downton Abbey. Don't... <laughs> well, <laughs> I was convinced that I, I thought somehow Skype had switched channels and there was some sort of really? English mom on the, on the other end there. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> well, look, thank you very much for your time uh, today. It's been um, a pleasure having you on, and um, uh, we'll certainly be sort of uh, staying in touch just to find out what you guys are up to, and um, and hopefully see you soon. Thank you, Joel. You are such a pleasure. I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Thanks very much for, for for being a guest. Yes. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. Okay, everyone. Thank you very much for listening. If you got any feedback or anything else you'd like to say then please tweet to me on joel underscore hughes or port 80 events over there in twitter land and don't forget though tickets for the port 80 10th of may event this year are going really fast so smash open that there piggy bank and head over to the website